Welcome to the Crib Notes Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Wall. Crib notes are a concise set of notes used for quick reference, usually during a speech or a test. In the next 10 minutes, we're going to give you the Crib Notes version of the major headlines from the past week. In each episode, we try to cover the White House, Congress, national headlines, international headlines, climate change, and some side story that doesn't quite fit into any of those categories. Okay, here we go. The White House. You may have heard something this week about a top White House aide resigning over domestic abuse allegations. Here's a quick summary of what's happened and where it's going. Robert Porter was the staff secretary in the West Wing, which basically means he played a big part in filtering what did or did not reach the president's desk. Last week, an article came out in the Daily Mail which publicized allegations against Porter of violent domestic abuse from both of his ex-wives. The White House claimed to have fired Porter immediately, though subsequent reports seem to have revealed that first an off-the-record strategy meeting was held in the West Wing. Additionally, both Trump and Chief of Staff John Kelly publicly defended Porter and repeatedly stated that he would not be dismissed. And though Kelly has since reversed his stance, Trump has more than once continued to defend Porter. The White House claimed that they had no idea about the allegations until the article came out. However, FBI Director Christopher Wray then testified before Congress that the FBI concluded its background check of Porter months ago, and first reported the abuse allegations to the White House back in July 2017. The White House then altered its story, saying that yes, the report was delivered, but top officials at the White House were kept in the dark about its contents. At this point, as the story continues to evolve and the White House continues to backpedal and change its story, Trump's only comment related to domestic abuse specifically was a sort of backhanded dismissal of the Me Too movement, bemoaning in a tweet that, quote, lives are being shattered and destroyed by a mere allegation. Congress. Congress finally passed a budget plan after a brief second shutdown caused this time by Republican Rand Paul, who felt the proposed bipartisan plan was fiscally irresponsible and staged a sort of one-man protest which ultimately shut the government down for about six hours. We'll dive into the specifics more in future episodes, but for now, suffice it to say that the new plan drastically increases spending for both military and domestic programs, which allowed both Democrat and Republican leaders in Congress to claim legislative victory, despite the massive increase to the deficit and ultimately the national debt. It does not, however, include protections for DREAMers, who risk deportation as soon as March 5th. It also likely means Congress will completely ignore Trump's proposed budget plan, which includes drastic cuts to domestic spending. This will be the second year in a row that Congress has all but thrown out a proposed budget from the Trump White House. Now, this is a little weird, but it's worth noting that there are actually 12 regular appropriations bills that Congress needs to pass to fully fund the government, so we'll likely be hearing about more spending bills in the near future. And it's possible we'll hear about what is called an omnibus bill, which groups several or all of those 12 appropriations bills together so that they can be passed under one vote. Regarding the fate of DREAMers, Congress has enacted a self-imposed deadline of drafting and voting on legislation by the end of this week that both protects DREAMers and increases border security, which they hope will be enough of a compromise to garner bipartisan support and ensure swift passage. Trump, however, threw a gear in the works this week when he announced that he will likely veto any bill that doesn't follow the framework of his proposed deal from last month, which fully funds the border wall, allows a path to citizenship for 1.8 million DREAMers, eliminates family-sponsored immigration, and replaces the immigration visa lottery program with a merit-based program. Keep an eye on that, as it will likely come to a head in the next couple of days. National Headlines 
The Trump administration put forward a plan this week that would drastically alter the functionality of the program SNAP, also known as food stamps. Essentially, the plan would be to swap about half of the supplied food with prepackaged goods selected by the federal government. Unpacking this announced plan seems unnecessary, however, as the backlash was strong and immediate, resulting in administration officials making statements which indicate that this plan will never see daylight. Some analysts are suggesting that this plan might never have been intended to come to fruition. The Trump administration is working to cut funding for food assistance programs by about $85 billion, or roughly 30%, and there is a theory circulating that the announcement of this plan was, as much as anything, designed to simply set the bar for conversation. Leaders of the U.S. intelligence community, including FBI Director Christopher Wray, CIA Director Mike Pompeo, Director of National Intelligence Dan Coats, Defense Intelligence Director Robert Ashley, and NSA Director Michael Rogers, testified before the Senate Intelligence Committee on Tuesday to offer stark warnings of threats facing the U.S. Topping their collective list was the firm conviction that Russia is absolutely targeting the 2018 midterm elections with the same vigor and tactics that they used in the 2016 presidential election. In fact, according to these directors of intelligence agencies, those interference campaigns never stopped and aren't likely to anytime soon. As Trump tends to oscillate between condemning interference in Democratic elections and calling such interferences a hoax crafted by Democrats, the consensus around the country is far less resolute than the intelligence community. And without any directives from the White House on how to combat these cyber attack campaigns, intelligence agencies feel that their hands are a bit tied. So all that said, my advice to individual voters moving forward in this election season is to always check your sources, think before you share, and politely remind others to do the same. A high school in Florida yesterday became the site of this year's 30th mass shooting. 17 people died. The suspect is in custody. And I think that's all we're going to say about this, because really at this point there's not much to say. The same political dance is about to play out. If we use last year as our statistical model, we should expect over 300 more mass shootings this year alone. International Headlines In Syria, where war rages as the Syrian government, Russian forces, and U.S. forces fight the last remnants of ISIS, a U.S. airstrike this week might have unintentionally killed several Russian soldiers. I say might because the details here are a little fuzzy. Russian news outlets were the first to claim that the deaths occurred, but the Kremlin, basically Russia's equivalent to metonymically referring to the White House to mean the entire executive branch, hasn't confirmed the report. Similarly, Secretary of Defense Jim Mattis said the Pentagon hasn't received any such information. As one might guess, there is a great deal of effort put into avoiding these unintentional battlefield conflicts between Russia and the US, as there has been since the start of the Cold War. Leaders and military officials are very careful to avoid such incidents, because with tensions as high as they are, things could spiral into an all-out military conflict very quickly. This hasn't stopped the ramping up of rhetoric, though, as Russian defense agencies claimed the U.S. appears to be attempting to set up a quasi-state in Syria under the guise of fighting ISIS. Climate Watch In the United States, birth rates across the board have been dropping consistently for the past decade. 
and reached an all-time low in 2016. According to a story published by the New York Times this week, the number one reason for this, a statistic ascertained mainly through interviews and surveys, is economic insecurity. And yet even as the economy recovers and stabilizes, the birth rate continues to drop. Rising up the ranks on that list of reasons not to have children is concern about climate change and the kind of world kids will be growing up in. As it stands, in the US, the birth rate has dropped below replacement level, which means more people are dying than being born. Though with the influx provided by immigration, the overall population is not yet dropping. Interestingly, this correlation between birth rate and climate change might run even deeper than concern, since, according to the CDC, roughly 49% of pregnancies are unplanned. In a study about birth rates, the National Bureau of Economic Research revealed data which indicates that each day of extreme heat in the United States since 1931 resulted nine months later in an average of 1,165 fewer births than normal. Additionally, numerous scientific studies have shown that exposure to extreme heat can have a negative effect on fertility in both men and women. In a moment of bitter humor, researchers pointed out in an article published by Reuters that air conditioning could help mitigate those negative effects, but the greenhouse gas emissions from air conditioners would of course further fuel climate change. Side story. A brief update on the Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang. The United States won gold in four snowboarding events, women's slopes, women's halfpipe, men's slopes, and men's halfpipe. Germany leads the world in both gold medals and medals in general, with 12 medals and 7 golds. And on a more personal note, I had no idea how awesome curling is. That's it for this week, friends. If you like the show, you can subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes. You can also go to patreon.com slash dylanwall to become a sustaining patron. You get cool rewards for signing up as a monthly donor, and those start for as little as just $1 a month, where you'll get a special thank you on the show, a fancy donor placard on the website, access to any bonus content, and then the more you give, the cooler stuff you get in return. So if you give $10 a month, uh, you are guaranteed an in-focus Crib Notes episode on the topic of your choice. So super cool stuff, consider donating. If you get something out of this show, even just $1 a month means the world on our end. If you have questions, concerns, corrections, suggestions, or want to brainstorm strategies with me for combating Russian social media bots in the coming election season, feel free to email me at thecribnotespodcast at gmail.com. You can find that email address as well as a link to all my sources in the description of this episode. You can also follow us on Twitter at CribNotesCast. Throughout the week, I post cool articles I find and breaking news and some stuff that uh, doesn't quite make the cut on this show sometimes because we only have 10 minutes. So follow the show, chat with me. Uh, it'll totally make my day. Friends, you're great. And if there's any news next week, I'll talk to you then. <laughs>